All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Fourth and Long Podcast. I'm Roger. My friend Scott. What's up? All right. So today we got kind of big news happened. Like right after we got done recording last week. What happened? A uh, ton of MLB trades at the trade. Di- I think one happened like not even 45 minutes before the trade. I think it was like 30, 20. They turned in the paperwork like as the trade is coming in. Uh, was that uh, when Yasiel Puig was throwing punches or after? <laughs> Might have been during. <laughs> during? <laughs> during. <laughs> no, but kind of the biggest trade, though, is uh, I think, well, what everyone's claiming to be is Zach Greinke going to the Astros. Oh, I don't think there's a claim to that. I think that is the biggest trade. Okay. There it is, folks. You heard That's it here it. first, I'm sure. <laughs> The only place. <laughs> I mean, they didn't... Astros really didn't give up a whole lot for it. I mean, they only gave up some minor leaguers. I First of all, I can't even pronounce one of these guys' names. Bukakis? Corbin Martin? That Seth, sounds like a dirty word, actually. Yeah, I think it is. Seth Beer and Joshua Rojas. So... I mean, it's, they're definitely a favorite team to be making a run at the um, World Series championship. So, I mean, why wouldn't you make that trade then? Because right now... They have a heck of a team right now, and I think they also have a situation on their hands where they can afford a heck of a team. So, a lot of these guys should not have to be replaced at year's end or maybe even next year. I think they got a lot of these guys locked up. Um, the ones that they don't have locked up, I do believe they've got enough of a financial situation on their hands to to keep who they have. I, I honestly believe that that Grinky's going to be there for several years, uh, just as one example there. Um, yeah, yeah, this is probably the New York Yankees' worst nightmare. Yeah. Oh, the Astros. And I, and I love it. <clears throat> the Astros by far are. Because they just, I don't know what it is. All of a sudden, the Astros are like, nope, we're going to start dominating. And that's just all there is to it. And, like, we've talked about it before when they were in the World Series. They seem to be a team that knows how to keep building. And they just continue to keep dominating the trades and the free agents and keeping their homegrown players and developing players. You got it right there. Yep. Uh I, I was it was it was fun to watch the Royals and the Houston Astros in the playoffs because uh, you felt like the Houston Astros were built the same way the Kansas City Royals were by just homegrown talent um, and they've managed to keep that homegrown talent and then build upon that just like you said and uh, with with that. You know, that that's downright scary. Yeah. Uh, this is a team that can be really a World Series contender for the next two, three, four, five years. Most likely. I mean, definitely this year they have great potential. So, I mean, and that <laughs> keeps just raising that bar for them that th- this is their year oh, yeah. to do it again. So... We'll have to see, but they're they're definitely making a run at it and stuff. And Excuse so. me while I open my beer. <laughs> Continue. There we go. All right. Now we're cracking it open. All right. We're good to go now. All right. <clears throat> good deal. Should have done that before, but. All oh, right. <laughs> the other one is Marcus Stroman. Okay. Some people argue that one is a big one for the Mets. I don't know. I think Grinky. I, I agree. Grinky is probably the bigger one, but the only problem is, you know, I was listening to this on some of our local broadcasts around here. The thing about Grinky is, you just never know when he could leave. I mean, I mean, you assume he's going to be there for a while, but is he? I heard some some other broadcasters talking about this the other day, and it was cracking me up. Um, and I'll ask you the same question then <clears throat> that I heard 
Would you be surprised if Zach Greinke pitched until he was 50 years old? Probably not if he could. He, he, well, because he's kind of like Tom Brady in that sense. Okay. Tom Brady-esque. Okay, well then uh, let me finish the question by saying, would you be surprised if he quit tomorrow? No. Because <laughs> he is that weird too. He's just a, he's a strange enough character that, yes, he could pitch until he's 50 because he just feels like it. Or he might just quit tomorrow and start mowing yards, yes. which he wanted to do to begin with when he quit the Royals. <laughs> Honest to God, sure, he wanted to he quit baseball so he can go mow. Yeah. Well, six years old, and he's still pitching. And there's a lot of people that didn't think he would even last till the age of thirty. So he's he's far exceeded a lot of people's expectations. And uh, his pitching performances have never been abysmal. He's always been very consistent, very high. Yeah, I, I think if he's quit today, I, I think he goes into the Hall of Fame. Probably. Um, most likely, especially with a lot of stats. I mean, I think the only thing might hold back, he hasn't won a whole lot. But, yeah. Mm. But, well, other than, uh, what was it, two, three years ago? He had a 19-win season, 19-2. and two. No, not wins, like as in championships and things like that. I mean, he's got a lot oh, of wins. Oh, he's got a lot of, well, no, he's got a lot of win-wins. Wins, uh, he's uh, got 196 wins. Yes. Um, From baseball stats. Yeah. And that's, and he's also closing in on 3,000 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, and he's got maybe about four or five years to get, to get to that juncture. Well, and I know amazing ships aren't everything because it's extremely difficult and there's a lot of individual stats in a team sport mm-hmm. is what it is. So, I mean, him, uh, it's not like basketball where people are like, well, LeBron, you know, he's not as good as Jordan, you know. So, <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like that in baseball and it's going to keep you out of the Hall of Fame. But also, I mean, he hasn't really been on a – a World Series team that's been hammering or anything like that, you know? I mean, he's made a lot of runs at it, but never, I mean, the Astros are going to be his biggest shot at it. And probably will be there. Yeah. Probably will be there. So, I mean, but here's my deal with, you know, a lot of people are going back and forth on whether the Astros or Marcus Stroman or whichever one. The Astros, I think, is a bigger one because of their placing. I mean, the Astros are essentially first in the AL. They're 73 and 40. The Yankees are 73 and 39, whatever. You're talking about a half game. Well, and it will make a huge difference, too, though. Yeah. Well, they're still both division leaders, anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, We got a little time to worry about that one, but uh, that's going to come into play. Mm Mm-hmm. The Mets, I mean, they made a big play for Marcus Stroman. Uh, they're not in the wild. They're in the wild card race. Let me let me get this straight here. They're in the wild card race. They're not in the wild card, though. If the season were to end today? They would not be in. Okay. They are two and a half games out. Now, you could say, you know, both teams try this all the time. When they're close, they shoot big. Yes. But... When teams usually shoot big, it's just to get there. What else have they done to really become a contender? Because really, if you're looking at the Astros, they've set themselves up and <clears throat> to not only just make the playoffs, that's almost just done almost now. You right. Know, there's still a lot of time placing and stuff, but pretty much they're in. Right. But now they're setting themselves up to be a major contender. To get deep in the playoffs and not hoping to just get a wild card spot. Yes. Yeah. So, big difference there. That's why I think the Astros are the bigger winners, just because of their intent. Now, I don't want to discredit what the Mets done. You know, you got to shoot for the moon. So. Well, I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give the Mets a little bit of prop here in the sense that there how many how many teams um, are wild. Card 
players uh, or even division leader, uh, you know, close to their division uh, that didn't make a trade, mm. that didn't didn't that did nothing, that said stood pat. Um, you know, at least hats off to the Mets for trying. I, I don't think you can ever condemn a team that does something and then it doesn't work. I mean, it's it's too easy to be twenty twenty vision after the fact and start making fun of them. Like, yeah, well, uh, well, they gave up half their farm system so they can try and make the playoffs. Well, at least they tried. Yeah. Um, I don't see too many teams that haven't tried something. I mean, the biggest one that came to mind at first was the Phillies, but they did add a few pieces. I mean, they got yeah. some people from the you know, from the Padres and stuff. Um, just about all the bigger ones, they all did. I yeah. mean, the Braves, the Rangers. And but this is coach. one of those years that uh, you know, the big splash really never happened until uh, Stroman, Grinky, um, yeah, Puig. Uh, Puig. Yeah, Puig, which actually he went to a losing team, right? <laughs> No, he went to the Indians. That's right. I'm sorry. He did. Yeah, he went to no, Cleveland. He went to Wayne. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. came. He came from the losing team. Yeah, he Cincinnati. Came from the losing yeah. team. Which eh, losing. And I, I'm not. I'm not even going to put Puig in there as a big splash. Hmm. I wouldn't either because um, I haven't looked at too many of his stats lately. But I did see a little overview, and he's been average. Yeah, he's, he's a fine ball player. Yeah. But uh, a big splash? Nah. I'm not ready to go there with that. No. I mean, your big <clears throat> splash wasn't until the, the pitchers went. Yeah, not all. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I, a number one biggest splash of the of the free agency. Yeah. So, well. I, I've said free agency of the trade deadline. <laughs> Well, and now back to the home front for the Royals. Nothing's really changed. <laughs> Salvi threw forty-five feet today. That's pretty big mm. for when he comes back next year. Yes, <laughs> not this year. <laughs> well, let me ask you this then, real quick: if he's a hundred percent healthy, ready to go, do you stick him in this year, or you go ahead and let him sit out the rest of the season? You shut it down. Shut it down, even for a D eight spot. Why? Why try? Why try to put him in there? Okay. I mean, I just don't see. I don't see a reason to put him in there. I mean, now with how these guys can simulate games on their own terms, they can go into the the you know the batting. You know, the bullpens, they can have the other pitchers throw to them, all kinds of things. The pitching coaches throw to them. I mean, there's so many ways in baseball now that guys can work out and get back into their groove and everything. Why not just do that? And then, hey, Salvi, we, we're just going to have you go do the off-season workouts and stuff. Go play your baseball in whatever country you want to play, whatever. You know, these guys, they go play everywhere in the yeah. season. And he does enjoy doing <clears> that. Go do that. Keep keep on your you know, your workout schedule and all your health stuff. We'll see you back at spring training. I mean, there's no reason to push him back into what we're doing. I mean with how these pitchers and everything they they do it now, coming back, you know, they can simulate the games, why can't he do the same thing? Uh, from a catcher standpoint or a batting standpoint. So, that's my only point. Is just shut it down. Don't even try because there's no reason to. And not only that, Valoria is doing a great job. I really like that kid, and uh, I'm glad you brought him up because he is somebody that I hope is our backup catcher come next year uh, behind Salvi. Um, so get rid of Cam Gallagher. I don't know if you need to get rid of him. Uh, I'm not sure what his his status is, Cam Gallagher's status is, as far as 
can he go back down to the miners or do we have to keep him up and if we do keep him up well, then we'd have to do some. um i'd hate to see that too because i do like cam um he reminds me a lot of drew butera in the sense that he's just a really good catcher um but not for every day and his hitting is streaky so that's not really good for every day either but as a backup is concerned, he's a fantastic backup catcher. Uh, but I think Valoria probably probably beats him. Uh, yeah, I would say right now he does. I really like <clears throat> Valoria. You know, he had another he had a home run last night. Um, he's really coming around and stuff. He's a strong. He looks like he's a pretty strong hitter. He's starting to get it. Um, there's just a lot of good things about him, and. You know, they talk about his defense behind the plate. He's really good behind the plate. Uh, Ned really likes him. And usually if Ned likes somebody, that usually means they're pretty good. <laughs> As we speak, Gloria just threw somebody out at second. Well, there you go. <gasps> Holy smokes. No. Uh, hey, uh, making an announcement here. Salvador Perez is catching. There you go. That's uh-huh. yeah, Sal- That was Salvador Perez. Never mind. I guess I was wrong. I guess we're both wrong because I totally agreed with you on that. <laughs> I guess they don't want to shut him down. And he just threw a guy out a second. I, uh, wow. How about that? Okay. There it is. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I, I do not agree with it either. Because that, uh, yeah. I was just fine with Valoria and how he was doing, coming along. He's been playing great, and that's why I was like, nah, just, just. And just uh, an added note here, uh, Valoria, you know, uh, came up last year. Are you sure that's Valoria? Oh, man, that sure looked like Salvador Perez. Does it say Valoria? It says Valoria. Okay, well, I'm looking at the. TV from an angle, so maybe you are going off the rails. I'm telling you, that looked like Salvador Perez. Or he does look like him a little bit. Okay. Alright, so that was Valoria. (laughs) Everything I just said, never mind. Uh, Okay. Get back on track here. But uh, he he was brought up from single A last year. If that tells you what they thought of Valoria as a catcher. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty good. They had they had high expectations of him too. So, um, well, if I remember right, reading some of the farm reports and stuff, when he came out of single A, he was highly regarded too at first. And then when he got there, he was just on fire, batting like crazy, throwing guys down all the time. So, yeah. He definitely, uh, That's... he's definitely, at least from an arm strength standpoint, is equal to Salvi. Yes. Um, I don't know what his plate presence is as far as uh, teaching the teaching the pitchers how to pitch or, or helping. Um, he is definitely, uh, as far as arm strength is concerned, I, I'm not scared to have him behind the home plate. So, all right. Well, NFL season is opened up last Friday. Thursday. Thursday, sorry. Thursday. Last Thursday with Denver, Atlanta. I think I got that one right. You did. So, does that mean uh, Denver's going to the Super Bowl now? Hell yes. Really? No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Denver's gonna I thought be, that was your prediction. It was Denver was going to win the Super uh, Bowl Denver, if they won that game. Uh, right now, I'm going to predict Denver's going to be lucky if they win six games. Probably. Wow. They might go eight and eight. Might. But they are not getting in the playoffs from what I think. Yeah, all right, then. So, but I did pick them to beat Atlanta in the Hall of Fame game. You did. Because that did. is so important to the yeah. NFL right now. Yeah. You would have won You would have won tens of dollars 
Had you bet on that? <laughs> said, yeah, if I bet a hundred dollars, I would have won <laughs> fifty bucks. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you would have won tens of dollars. <laughs> Woo! But Chiefs' <clears throat> first preseason game is this weekend. Yes, it is. Saturday, seven o'clock against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, what do we want to see out of them this weekend? I don't know if I uh, so much as what I want to see is what I don't want to see. Okay, what I, do you not? I don't want to see Pat Mahomes. Okay. Why is that? Ah, uh, just why risk anything <clears throat> with 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 starting him uh, in in a preseason game? You've got three more to go. Work him, work him in um, those other three games, but that first preseason game, give everybody that you don't know about. As much of a shot to make this team as humanly possible, and uh, what better way to do it than the first game, where you really don't? Who cares if any starter gets on the field for the first preseason game? Uh, give all these other guys a chance, see what happens, and uh, and then game two, maybe give him a quarter. Game three, maybe gave him a half or a quarter and a half. Pat Mahomes I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth game, yeah, maybe a half. And okay. then let's, let's move on. I'm somewhat on the same page as you. I think I want to see him play maybe one drive, maybe two. But if he's in there more than a half a quarter or a quarter, no, pull him. No, it's not worth it. Maybe a series or two I'm okay with. But... No, game two or three, he needs to ramp it up a little bit more. We need to progress a little bit more, a little bit more. Game four, back it down because we're getting ready to start the season. He needs, you know, we need to rest. And that's when you, you know, the coach, as a coach, you're trying to make your final cuts. That's when you need to put all those other people in there that you don't know if they're going to make the team. Which, I mean, we got a lot of them this year that could. We got a lot, we got a lot of opportunity here about guys we've never heard of because. We got a lot of holes in a few positions, um, like cornerback. So running back. Oh, well, yeah, running back. We, we know who the <laughs> starter is, Do but we? Af- well, we think it's. I mean, Damian Williams is named the starter, but after that, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm still asking you. Do we know Damian Williams? He hasn't. Probably. He's not practicing. He's not doing anything right now. No. So. I he's don't know if he's, he's even going to dress out for the game. He might not. I think he's still hurt, right? Is that the... Did, from what I heard in the injury report. Uh, what I've been hearing, nobody's want. So I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean he's hurt. doesn't mean he's not hurt. Again, this is where, like I said last week on our podcast, you don't get nothing out of preseason and spring training stuff or uh, uh, training camp stuff unless it's an injury or somebody not showing up to camp. And right now that's the only story we have. Damian Williams is is there but not participating. So nobody really knows exactly what that means. Yeah. <clears throat> and the Chiefs aren't talking. so Which isn't. Surprising because that's kind of. But it does leave things in the air. Is he in trouble? Is he hurt? Is he mad? <laughs> uh, it says here he missed the past week with a hamstring injury. Okay. But as you were saying though, they're not talking because there's no timetable for his return. So. Right. That's where they're not giving the information. So. Uh, yeah, they're listing him as injured, but that doesn't really mean anything because they the guy can be injured and not really be injured. Right. So it's the catch twenty two of all. Um, yeah, I mean it could be Carlos Hyde. You know, we brought him in for this exact reason, so, so maybe I, it's him. I guess if there is anything that you might get excited about for Week One preseason. Uh, are you excited to watch any of this defense? Yes. I 
I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway is is seeing the defense because I truly do think that some of these not a lot I mean like we're not going to be playing this weekend probably a lot. Okay. The you know the the new guy yes he is a new guy to the team right? but he is a veteran he's not going to be playing a lot this weekend. Um, but some of the new guys that we picked up one one Thornhill will most likely be playing. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And some of these, um, you know, I think Jordan Lucas is hurt. I can't remember. But I think Jordan Lucas is hurt. But we'll have to see about that. Uh, if he even plays at all. So, yeah, who knows. But definitely want to see... So, do you give more reps to the starting defense this week one than you do the any starter from the offense week one? Probably. We're talking about a new defensive coordinator with a new defensive scheme and a lot of new faces. Do they need the extra reps, or are you, you cool with them sitting on the bench for the majority of that game? Probably okay with sitting them on the bench the majority again because here's the thing: one preseason game isn't gonna catch them up. I mean, they need more, more practices, more training, things like that. You know, to really, I mean, it it will be nice to see if they are figuring out, you know, Spagnuolo's defense in a real game or preseason game. Mm-hmm. But most of the guys that are gonna be out there aren't gonna be playing though. So that's my point. Are you you're benching most of them for the game, or are you playing them? Probably benching them. Okay. Because because I I don't I I believe you should probably put them out there for at least maybe the half. And the reason I say that is because there is no better practice than actual play. Guys, they need somebody to hit right now. They they haven't hit anybody seriously. Yeah. Uh, in you know since the last football season, so there's no better practice than to get out there and face a defense. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, an, uh, an offense uh, that you're not familiar with. That's not Pat Mahomes, <laughs> where you can't touch the guy, uh, and just see how that unfolds. So for me, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I I, am, I agree with you. You're probably right. I don't think you're going to see a lot of the defensive starters out there for that first preseason game. But I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it if they did. Yeah. At least the half. Well, at least at about one quarter. Can we go with one quarter? Probably. Yeah. We okay. go one quarter. All right. Majority of the game don't. They're yeah. not going to play the majority of the game. No, no, no. Speculative. I would say half, yeah. but. You're talking about two coaches that have been around for a long time. They yes. know what they're doing. That's true. <laughs> they're not going to put these guys in danger of doing something crazy like that. So No, but the only the only, the only only thing that kind of I put in the question is the fact that if, if you had just a new defensive coordinator, but then most of your defense was the same personnel, I, I don't know if putting in a new scheme would be that that crazy but we have a new scheme and almost 11 new players about half yeah uh whoo that's a lot to take in here <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if uh, training camp is just enough to get all these guys on the same page or not you're probably right they're probably everybody's smarter than than what i give them credit for and 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 have the scheme under control and and playing together as a team, but I would like wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of it there in that first preseason game. And you might, you never know, because I mean there are some coaches that you know have brought in the idea that we're going to play most of the first preseason game, and then you're just going to kind of coast the rest of them. I don't really necessarily see a problem with that one either, because. I mean, you're you're going hard and you know really putting them in there the first game, and then you're just fine tuning the rest of them, not really playing them. Mm-hmm. And so essentially, you're giving them breaks with fine tuning of the rest. So 
That could be a possibility too. I don't see it happening because it's not Andy Reid's MO. Never has been. So I don't that's why I don't foresee that really happening. So but what I want to see is the rookies. I want to see can Nicole Hardman really catch yeah. the ball like people say. Yeah. Yeah. Can Juan Thornhill really cover somebody like they say? Yeah. You yeah. know, can Darwin Thompson run the ball really hard? Yeah. Is his, you know, 700-pound squat a real thing? You know, can he do all these things? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm most excited about is watching some of these rookies and see what they can actually do. And are these guys going to be the future of the team? I mean, did, did Brett Beach really draft somebody that's good? For not really the first time, I don't want to say that because he's gotten a few guys right. Sure. So, but is this last draft really successful or not? Is there anything on the other side of the ball from Cincinnati's side that uh, you want to see the Chiefs do against them? Stop the run. Okay. Um. Think Since, their run is good enough that yeah. it could be a factor for the regular season. Yeah, uh, obviously that was the biggest thorn. Well, we say that, but then our secondary got shredded all year last year too. So yeah, I think both of them ended up in their the low twenties. So <laughs> there's not really a lot there to be. Uh, bragging about yeah so i mean i don't really want to say like oh wow we stopped the running and you know we fix everything no that's not exactly it either but uh i would like to see if they can stop the run because cincinnati is pretty good at that and that's kind of always been their mo uh andy well andy dalton hasn't exactly been the all-time greatest quarterback and no but he is a guy that can scare you uh, when he gets on a roll, he can really it can hurt you. I don't. I, I think we're going to go backwards here a little bit. I don't think Andy Dalton's probably playing much either. Well, so that was going to be my next point is that uh, Andy Dalton is not exactly the greatest quarterback ever. And I mean, yeah, sometimes he can light up the stat sheet, but they don't exactly pick up quarterbacks that ever threaten his job either. So I'm right. not going to imagine that any backup on that team is going to be somebody like, oh, this guy, I'm telling you what, this guy, he heaves at 50 yards and you're in trouble. No, that guy is not on that team right now. <laughs> I mean, they just, that has not been their MO. But they have been good at running the ball. Like Joe Mixon, he, you know, they have a lot of running backs who are pretty good on that team. And yep. so, yeah. That's going to be the biggest thing. Can we stop the run? And they've always had a pretty good offensive line. Can we maybe get to the quarterback? Uh, I know that's been a big concern this year since we lost uh, D. Ford and uh, Justin Houston. But I don't think I'm really that concerned about it. But a lot of people are. So we'll see if it can happen, I guess. Who knows? Uh, But that... I think that will be the biggest takeaway this weekend is, did the defense look like they've gotten better? Sure. I mean, obviously we're not very worried about the offense because... No. If they changed all 10 positions and left Pat Mahomes, I think we're all still pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not too long ago, me and you ranked the top players as a team, top players on an NFL team, and the biggest one is the quarterback. It's oh, the, yeah. It's the number one. The position so, players, you mean. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you keep a quarterback, uh, you can usually pick up enough players to win you eight or nine games. Sure. <laughs> just how it is. Yeah. So, which kind of leads into our next thing as far as does the NFL have a problem now with like, everyone holding out? Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's Le'Veon Bell kind of started something there. Uh, I guess he wasn't the starter of it, but he's took it to the next level. We've never had a player do that uh, and set out a whole entire season. 
and left thirteen million dollars on the table. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I. It's probably going to be a lot dependent upon what position we're talking about. I think at the running back spot, I think Le'Veon Bell made a mistake. Um. I'm not going to say that he's easily replaceable, but they did a damn fine job of replacing him in Pittsburgh. Just too many running backs out there that uh, that could pop in there and get you a thousand yard rushing. Uh, other positions, yeah, the league might have uh, might have something to be concerned with. Uh, I don't know of any other position besides punter and kicker that can be as easily replaced as the running back. Uh, sure, sure as the hell can't replace a quarterback just at the drop of a hat. One separate. Come on now. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, um, best guy on your team wants to hold out, and he's your blindside tackle. Uh, Which, if I remember right, one got paid big in the offseason. Yeah, it did. So, so the one that left here to the Bills. So uh huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a league problem, but it's definitely a team problem. Okay. Team by team. Yeah. Whether you want to pay guys or not. Yeah. Picking up other guys. Because uh, I think the league has made it pretty clear that they don't want anybody going over a particular amount of money. So now that becomes a team problem. You're like, oh, we're $10 million away from the cap, and this guy wants fifteen. Sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> don't know what to tell you there. Uh, so, yeah, it makes it intriguing. To some degree, I don't know if we want to see a lot of it to where everybody starts just sitting out. That's no fun. But uh, it does make it intriguing if your team is sitting there and you're going, please sign him, please sign him, whoever it might be. That kind of, I think that's kind of my take on it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like it's becoming more and more prevalent. Now, we'll see, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's getting a lot of pressure from Le'Veon, well, I don't want to say pressure, but getting encouraged is a better word, from Le'Veon Bell to hold out and wait for Dallas to pay him. Mm. You're playing a dangerous, I don't know why Le'Veon is giving that, because you didn't get any more money. You sat out a year and you got, you still only got $30 million over three years. He's. You sat out a year. <laughs> the math doesn't make sense. All right. You sit out a year. Are you irritated with this? I am irritated with yeah? this because it doesn't make any sense with for these guys. All I mean, right. You sit out a year. I think he. I really think it was like thirteen, eighteen million, somewhere around there. I think it depends on what you look at and everything, and they ran different numbers. So, but so you sat out. And let's say it was thirteen million, and now you signed a three-year deal with the Jets for like thirty-six million. Let me do the math. So now, instead of making that thirteen million that I get is not guaranteed last year, and I get it's only if you finish the season, and there's no amount of money after that that you're getting. I get all that. But you still sat out a year and left $13 million on the table just to make the same amount over the next three years. So, really, if you would have just played last year and then let whatever team sign you and then, you know, just try to convince him not to franchise. And I know he had to get out from, out from under the franchise tag because... Steelers could have just kept franchise tagging him. But also, every year you play, the franchise tag goes up. Well, let me play devil's advocate. 
He breaks his leg. Yes. Well, that was his whole argument. Yeah. That was the flip side of what he yeah. wanted. Is that, but now th- you only signed three years, $36 million. And that what happened with Sherman in uh, Seattle yeah. last year. Uh, defensive back. Yeah. Seattle breaks his leg during his his one year but I'm pretty sure his new contract I'll have to look it up I need to look it up who's Le'Veon Bells but now his new contract that 36 million you got is not all guaranteed I, I mean that's just that's how much you get if you play the entire season that's not how much you get if oh well you you did this or you did that. I mean, that's just if you play every game. I mean, if you're just on the team, you don't get that much. Um, so he gets $25 million guaranteed. Okay, so it's worth... So, okay, it's a four-year contract, $52 million, And Max had a $61 million. So it's actually, yeah, it's it's the same amount I'm talking about. Four years, fifty-two million. It's like thirteen million, as opposed to one year, thirteen million. One year of franchise tag. That's one year. Mm-hmm. He's but, getting four years. Yes, but it's not all guaranteed, though. Uh, but there's a chunk of it that is. Only twenty-five million is. Okay, which beats 13. Yes, but he breaks his leg next year. He gets zero squat. Well, he well if he breaks his, he gets 25 million. He gets 25 million, yeah. that's it. He broke his leg last year. I'm not sure he even gets 13 million. I guess he gets the 13 million. I guess that's guaranteed. I think, yeah. On, on He does get the 13 million. And then he's done. Yeah, for, perhaps. Perhaps. Most likely not, yeah. obviously. We all know that. But it is short. My only point is is that he didn't really make any more money. Technically, he did because he's getting $25 million guarantee. But you still lost $13 million. Yeah, well, if you told me that I had to pay you $13 million so that you could turn around and give me $25 million. I'll go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I... I see what you're saying. And I think... You, you're just... Yeah, you're, you're the situation you're looking at is you're just angry that he just sat out of here for no reason, basically. Um, he's getting the same amount of money. Um, I think he's set out a year for the for the principal of the matter. Probably. I think there was more to his setting out than just the money. Which, yes, if you wanted to... I think to, he was trying to spotlight something. Yeah, and if you want to leave Steelers, because if you would have played, they could have just franchise tag him a year again, but mm-hmm. then they had to pay him more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if that's what you're trying to do is just get out of there and be like, I just want to move on. I don't think they're ever going to pay me. I just want to go somewhere else. Then yeah, I guess by principle, you're right. That's the only way to do it. I'm done. I'm not playing for you guys. I'm out of here. I'm not playing on the franchise tag. And it's in the, you know it's in the NFL bylaws and their contract that they can do things like that. So. Yes. If you're just wanting to leave, then yeah, go for it. But if you're doing it really for, I want more money, you're not exactly merely making more money doing that. Yeah, and I think that's my point. Is I think he was more principal than he was paper mm-hmm. on this particular situation. Not to mention, I'd also like to bring up something else that I think was probably a positive for Le'Veon Bell. He got a one-year... Rest and relaxation. Not getting banged up and beat up on a football field. Can that not extend his 
pro career maybe an extra year or two? Or did he have one year of getting fatter and heavier? Well, he, hey, that's possible too. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really heard anything on the negative side of that. So it did sound like he, he's just not exactly coming in there looking like uh, Ironhead Hayward or Refrigerator <laughs> Perry. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a possibility. But if he kept himself in shape, did he just extend his career an extra year? He could have. Yeah, that, I mean, that's always a possibility, as always. But it, it's also a possibility that, you know, he lost his touch, out of shape, sure. things like that. Yeah, it very well could happen. Um, but, yeah, um, it is a possibility. But at running back, though, do you really gain years by just sitting out one, though? I don't know. I could see a quarterback or wide receiver. Uh, Marshawn Lynch did it. Yeah, but I and I wouldn't call him tearing up the league. Yeah. But he hasn't been a bad player either. No. So, yeah, maybe he did gain. I, only time will tell. I mean, or he could go out there and get hurt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't very been, well, yeah. Because he hasn't been, you know, mm-hmm. practicing and stuff like that. I haven't heard anything about that. But, uh, so that's. All right. So now you want to move on to college football top 25, right? From the SI. Sure. SI came out with their top 25 poll, preseason poll. Um, I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Clemson is number one. Uh, Alabama. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Clemson's number two. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. There we go. So, yeah, you just took my, you know, took the. Wind right out of this. All right, good evening, everybody. Have a good <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, what I was about ready to just say here is uh, there's absolutely not one single solitary thing on this, on the top 25, that surprises me. Um, I'll just run through the list real quick because, again, there's, there's nothing here that you're going to go, whoa. But if you do, do hear something that you're like, whoa, Stop me. Well, we can uh, we can say something about it, but uh, yeah, your top twenty-five poll goes like this: It's Alabama, Clemson, Georgia at number three, um, Texas Longhorns, Ohio State, Notre Dame at seven, LSU, uh, Oregon, Florida, Michigan, Washington, Texas A and M, uh, Utah. At 14. It's a little high. Okay. Uh, UCF, 15. Central uh, Florida. Not too surprised by that, no. Okay. Penn State at 16. Auburn, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Mississippi State, Michigan State, Virginia Tech, uh, Iowa State at 23. Wow. Uh, Cornhuskers. Husk- Corn Nebraska's getting into the top 25 for a while, from the first time for a while. At 24, and Stanford rounds out the top 25. Where was Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where was Oklahoma? Four. Okay. And the uh, Texas at five? Texas at five. So essentially from that, they're predicting Oklahoma to win the Big 12. Yeah, if you just go off of the top 25, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got Clemson, ACC. SEC is Alabama, is obvious. Oklahoma and the Big 12. What do you got in the Pac-12? Pac-12, uh, I think it was Oregon at 9. Oregon at 9. Okay. Big 10? I think you said Ohio State. Ohio State, uh, they were they were up six. there. Yeah, six. Six. Okay. So there's your Power Five conference winners. So according to the yeah, if you're just polls. looking at the poll. Yeah. Okay. With um, uh, if you wanted to play devil's advocate, uh, you got Georgia at three, so they rank them pretty high, to. And that's who that's the SEC title game. Yeah. Is what they're predicting that. Would be Alabama and Georgia. Yes. And then Oklahoma, Texas. Mm-hmm. And then yes. the 
Big Ten would be Wisconsin, Ohio State, Wisconsin, maybe Wisconsin. I'm not sure how those divisions are divided. Yeah, I gotta look up the divisions. I can't yeah. remember. Okay, we're Nebraska. Ohio State and uh, Michigan are in the same uh-huh. division. I knew that. So they're they're the Michigan is the second highest ranked. Okay. But they can't play each other in the title yeah, game. So. In the title game. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, huh? No, I wasn't too surprised by much. I think Utah getting into the top fifteen. If fourteen. I fourteen. Mm-hmm. So they're in the top fifteen. That is a little surprising. That, oh, wow. Uh, it, it's not too surprising though, because there's always that one team that's on the. On the fringe, that kind of makes it, it used to be kind of Boise State. Utah had a good run at it last year. Um, we kind of know about Utah a little bit with the Chiefs drafting their running back. That's Utah oh, yeah. State. Utah State. Yeah. He's the Aggies uh, out of the whack. The Aggies? Mm-hmm. It's the Utah State Aggies. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, so it's not the Utes. It's not the Utes. No. Utah State. Yes. Where are they at? uh, Logan, Utah. Logan, Utah. I believe. Huh. I did not. I thought there was only one. (laughs) So that's my fault. That's how much I know about the. (laughs) Oh, it's the Utah Utes. Okay. It is the Utes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm still surprised. (laughs) Still surprised. Speechless. Yeah, I'm still speechless. I I don't know. And you just wanted to play the, you know. Well, they play in the Pac-12, so I mean. BYU's in Utah as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that part, but that's not really in Utah State. Yeah. No, it's Utah. not. It's not a Utah or Utah State. You are correct there. <laughs> <laughs> the only other surprise on there was the Nebraska making the top 25. I kind of yeah. figured a lot of uh, talking heads or from SI. So It is. Uh, their sports route. Reporters, I kind of figured they'd be more in the sit and wait mode on Scott Frost, who we like to call Jack Frost around here. <laughs> yeah, coming off of a four and eight season, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I you would I, just expect it to be a sit and wait and see, and be like, well, we got them in our. You know how these guys do it, these rankers. You know, they, oh, well, we got them in our, you know, all of a sudden we got them on our sites. They're they're on our radar, but we don't, but they're not going to put them in there until they prove it. You sure, know, right, you know. right. But uh, there are names that get you recognition and get you props. I think Nebraska's probably one of them. I mean, if, God forbid, Alabama fans out there, if Alabama ever went 4-8, and eight, do you think they're going to be out of the top 25 the following year? Probably not, not unless they're coming back with the same exact team, same exact coach, and it looks abysmal. Uh, but I, I would I would think most rankers would say, nah, that was a fluke, and Alabama's going to be up there. Uh, Nebraska came... Within a whisker, winning only one game last year. But they really finished strong at the end of the season and beat some teams they shouldn't have beat or predicted to beat. I think that's what they're getting right now is a little recognition for the effort that they put in at the end of the season. And I'd say that's probably where your 24th rank comes from. Uh, if, if, if everybody didn't – if they finished the season – Two and two and ten. I don't think we're seeing them in the top twenty-five next year for this year's poll. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So 
that was my only one. I just kind of thought it'd be more of a. Everything else is pretty set in stone. That's kind of who I thought. It's the usual suspects type of list. It pretty much is. Um, probably my personal biggest surprise on this list is Iowa State. Uh, ranked at 23rd. Uh, I, gotta tell you, I just like that team. I just like them. I like they're... their coach. I don't care. They lose every game this year. I just I, They're fun to watch. They scare the hell out of you if you're playing them. Uh, they, you, may, you might beat them, but you might lose to them. You never know. You never know. So, they, yeah. I, I, but to be ranked in the top 25, I don't know if they're quite that good. Really? I don't know. I don't know. It, like I said, they're a little maybe too inconsistent for me. Okay. Uh, I know they always play hard. They always play hard. But they don't always win. And until they can beat the Texases and the Oklahomas of the world, um, I, I just don't know. I, honestly, for me, I, I, I kind of thought they would probably be ranked higher. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. They had a their quarterback last year, if I remember right. Uh, Three quarterbacks in four games, I believe. Yeah, but now... starting the season. But now they got one that's a little more... He is... He's a sophomore, I believe. Yeah. He was a true freshman, the one that they wound up going with for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, But I kind of just always thought he would... He's going to pull him out of it, I guess, is kind of what I was thinking. Um, I mean, I get it. He He's a 500 coach. He's 19 and 19 since he's been there. Mm-hmm. But he he just seems to have that something that gets, gets players to play for him and stuff. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I think he's a fantastic head coach. And I... I mean, but me and you both have talked about this. We don't think he's going to be there very long. Probably his final season, in my opinion. Probably. Well, he's got to he's got to give above a five hundred record, though. I think. <laughs> and I don't. I don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, just because I don't think that would be necessarily a problem. Just because he he can probably do it, but. Uh, you definitely have to prove that you can do it and stuff. I don't know if you can. So, but I really thought they'd be closer to, I don't know, probably around 15. I really thought they'd be above 20. Somewhere around there. I mean, uh, I just kind of thought that's where they'd be. So, I'm trying to look up Really, what they did? Well, the record last oh. year, I do have it. It's eight. And, it was eight and five. Yeah, they went and six and three in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. So nothing to be embarrassed about as far as that's concerned. Yeah, and I was trying to look up uh, some of their games. Well, and here's another thing: their their AP high last year, so their their uh, top twenty five or AP mm-hmm. was eighteenth. That was the best they ever got. Mm-hmm. The year before his, which would be Matt Campbell's second year there, they got to fourteen. Mm. So I just kind of not that that's a trend because you're going backwards, but you kind of think coaches would go forward. You know, they have up and down years. That's just college football in a nutshell. It is. Uh, but you kind of just thought that <clears throat> they. They'd get closer to that eighteen to fifteen kind of mark in that middle, above twenty. But I guess, I guess not. And last year, 
I'm looking here. Uh, had some good wins. <laughs> uh, they beat West Virginia when they're ranked sixth. Uh huh. They beat Oklahoma State, close game, but that was when Oklahoma State was ranked 25th. Uh, they beat Texas Tech. Uh, obviously, they beat KU. They beat Baylor. Uh, they lost to Texas, which was a close game until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was only twenty-four to ten. I remember right at halftime, it was like ten to seven or something like that. Um, and they beat K State. So, really, they don't. I mean, they lost to Oklahoma. They only lost by ten though. And they lost to Iowa. Yeah, and they lost and to I Iowa. Believe they got their butts whipped by Iowa. No. 13-3. Was, was it, oh, was it 13-3? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost an Alamo Bowl to Washington State. But that was only by two points, and that was to uh, that quarterback, uh, Minshew. Minshew. Yeah, Washington yeah. State. Yeah. So, quarterback that got drafted in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. uh, so right there, I just think they would have been higher. It, that's the only one I have a problem with as far as, like, why weren't they higher? Too low. Yeah. They... I could tell you that if uh, anybody out of Des Moines woke up the local paper and saw the top 25 poll, they are jumping up and down. It might have been number one. They probably haven't been preseason top 25 in 50 years. <laughs> so just to be there is is a, is a triumph all of its own for most Iowa State fans, would be my guess. Probably. Probably. I think they're going to do better. So uh, that's just my personal thing here. But, okay. I mean, they... they and that's why we brought this up is so we could discuss some of these and you know because at the end of the day who gives a damn um, until these until these teams start playing well really we're not going to get any let's, idea of let's be honest I mean really the only teams that probably aren't going to change from week one to probably week five are going to be the top six. Six or eight. More than likely, unless they have to play each other. Yeah, unless they play each other or they play some other top 25 right. point. That is the only ones that do not change most of the time. And the rest of them kind of jockey for position up and down. Which, just for interest's sake, I will be watching this game. Um, I don't know if it'll be the first week of the season or the second week of the season, but number 18, Iowa, will be playing number 23, Iowa State. Ooh. Yeah. I did not realize that. That's, that's a constant rival game. Is Iowa ranked, though? I just told you, 18th. 18th. Oh, yep. sorry. So they are ranked 18th. Yep. Okay. Well. 18 against 23. Uh, That'll be fun. Yeah, that will be fun. I think here in a second, I'd probably tell you where that game, when that game is. It should be one of the first two games of the season. It probably is. Uh, it, it's, I think it's normally the first game, but not all the time. Second game, September 14th. Their first game is against Northern Iowa. Okay. I was going to say, I thought both teams usually played some, you know, yeah. scrubby yeah. team at the beginning and then, and then played each other. August 31st again. Mm. First, first. Oh yeah, yeah. They they moved Iowa it up. State's, uh, uh, first game too. And you 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 said this earlier. There is a lot of NFL, or I'm sorry, uh, NCAA games, football games on uh, August 31st. August Usually 31st. they have some kind of a kickoff classic where it's just a couple of teams that play, and then the real season kind of gets going the following week. But you, there's a full slate of games uh, August 31st. Now a lot of them are playing non. I, I'll take it. Non-con, small majors. That's fine. I'll take like it. Give it to me. But yeah, August thirty-first is really the big kickoff to the college football season. I think there's a game before that, a couple days ahead of time. Probably a Thursday was, game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's a big one before that, the actual big game, notable game. But 
let's be honest, August 31st is the big, big, big game, big game day, you know, where everyone's Where most of your favorite teams will be playing that day. Yeah. So, big day, remember that. It's right around the corner. I think that's like three weeks away, almost. It is going to be three weeks from Saturday. Yeah, so, right around the corner. Yeah. All right, that's it for us, folks. So, tune in next week when we talk about more stuff. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully more news. (laughs) We don't have much. We're reaching. So, all right, tune in next week. Thanks. See ya.